Hi, y'all. Thanks for taking the time to listen to this installment of Ghost House, Old Man, a somewhat weekly podcast where a northern-born southerner explores some of the lesser-known things in and around the southeastern United States. In this episode, we travel to Warm Springs, Georgia, about an hour southwest of Atlanta, Georgia. Now, there's really only ever been three reasons to come to this rural spot. The peacefulness, the views from Pine Mountain, and the natural warm springs. These things always made it sort of a resort area, but it really got going when its most famous part-time residents started coming here in 1924. You see, it turns out that the mineral-rich water flowing from far underground at a rate of over 900 gallons a minute That's enough to fill two Olympic swimming pools every day. And it's always coming out at a delightful 88 degrees Fahrenheit. That's 31 Celsius for my international listeners. Shoot, I didn't even know geothermal springs existed in this part of the South. But anyway, these springs apparently were a great therapy for those who suffered from the plague of the early 1900s. Polio. That's right, none other than President Franklin Delano Roosevelt, stricken with the disease in 1921, found the waters here tremendously helpful. He also developed an affinity for the people and the area, and so he bought some land about a mile from the springs and had a house built to serve as his personal retreat. Remember, this was a time before the presidential retreat at Camp David. So he helped design a modest house. He wanted it to fit in with the other houses of that time and place, and he called it simply his Little White House. Others would call it the Little White House. In total, he would visit here over 40 times between 1924 and 1945. The house is now a museum. It's preserved almost exactly as it was the last day FDR was here, but we'll get to more of that in a minute. He especially liked to spend Thanksgivings here, and there were often fundraising dinners that attracted movie stars like Rita Hayward and the comedian Jack Benny. In fact, in 1949, Jack Benny went on a 25-city coast-to-coast tour to collect what he called pennies from Benny. He, part of the act was he kept the money in a prop vault. And today you can see Jack Benny's prop vault on display here. Now these funds went to establish an institute at the spring-fed pools so that people, especially children affected by polio, from all over could come and receive therapy here. The Georgia Department of Parks has built an impressive museum at the property entrance. And for a modest fee you get in, it covers everything there is to see. The museum contains many personal artifacts from FDR's life. From his cars, his stamp collection, personal documents, right up to his wheelchairs and leg braces. There are many exhibits here detailing both his personal and political life. And really, you should not miss the short, well-made film 
about the Roosevelt's time here. It's narrated by Walter Cronkite, and it's excellent. Once outside the museum, the, the grounds here are impressive. On top of this low mountain, even at midday on an in August, as we walked down towards the house, there was a gentle breeze in the tall Georgia pines, set against a clear blue sky, and everything was peaceful and quiet. You could really sense why a man who saw the country through the Great Depression and World War II would need a place like this. Continuing on as you follow the wide paved path down, passing through a gate with the whiteboard fence, you come upon two small white buildings. The one on the left was a one-room guest house for visitors. And you get the impression there weren't many visitors, at least ones who stayed overnight. The one on the right was for two servants with a two-car garage underneath. Both are almost exactly how they were in April of 1945. Now, from between these two buildings, downhill about 50 yards, or 45 meters for my devoted listener in Germany, sits FDR's little White House. The whole place consists of a kitchen, a foyer, living room, dining room, three tiny bedrooms, and a couple small bathrooms. Everything is in natural Georgia pine wood. And this was done at FDR's request. It has a, a rustic cabin feel to it. The living room is decorated in a heavy nautical theme. It seems Roosevelt loved the sea and everything naval. Here you'll see a small card table with one chair. This was his desk. In fact, he was sitting in this exact chair just after lunchtime on April 12, 1945, having his portrait painted when he suddenly got a terrible headache. Except it wasn't a headache. It was a cerebral hemorrhage. And though they got him to his bed, which you can also see here, and they tried everything they could medically, he died a few hours later. The nation and the world was in shock. Winston Churchill said he was the greatest man I had ever known. His life must be regarded as one of the commanding events of human destiny. The people in Warm Springs could only say, we lost our friend. Indeed, FDR often referred to them as his friends and neighbors. As the funeral procession passed by the Institute on the next day, on its way to the funeral train, a Life magazine photographer heard the tune Going Home being played softly on an accordion. He turned and snapped a picture of musician Graham Jackson playing with tears running down his face. Jackson had entertained FDR many times here. Once published, the photo came to symbolize the nation's grief. I'm sure you've seen this picture, but I bet you never knew it was taken in Warm Springs, Georgia. Anyway, Roosevelt's body was put on the same train that had brought him to his little White House so many times, and he was taken back and buried at his 
family home in Hyde Park, New York. His little white house here has been preserved almost exactly as it was the day he died. So today you can get a really good idea how he lived here. Wander the rooms and the grounds where he did. You can stand out on the back balcony where he must have thought about the crippling effects of polio, the crash of Wall Street, the attack on Pearl Harbor, the rise of Hitler, the wonder of and wonder how this all must have weighed on him. You can also see the unfinished portrait that was being done on that faithful day. Additionally, you can go in, in town and visit the pools, though it was closed due to staff shortages the day I visited, so you may want to call ahead if you want to go see that. I understand the pool has been drained to help preserve it, but this spring is still flowing as fast as ever, and it's still 88 degrees. You can also drive over and visit Dowdell Knob. It's nearby, and it's in FDR State Park. This overlook was a favorite place of Roosevelt's. He used to go there often to picnic or just admire the overlook and the view. Now, Though this is one of Georgia's most visited historic sites, I would say it's still relatively unknown to most people, except now, not to you, my devoted listener. So, no matter what your political leanings are, or what you think of Franklin Delano Roosevelt, this is American, no, this is a place of world history, and a personal glimpse into the life and times of a historic icon. So your time here will be well spent, and I highly encourage you to plan your own retreat to this infamous presidential retreat. So until next time, thanks for listening, and stay curious.